0: Hello and welcome to another Nine Circles Audio Thing. As always, I'm your host, Puke. And this time, on the heels of our Album of the Month chat on Falls of Waros and their album Key to a Vanishing Future, I am joined by their guitar master vocalist, multi-musician instrumentalist. I'm going making up words that don't even make sense anymore. I've interviewed him before, and I wanted to bring him back again. Jordan joins me today. Gordon, how are you doing on this Thursday, my friend? I'm doing great. Good, yeah. buddy. Good. You know, I, I tell you, we, like I emailed you offline, we did our album of the month chat, and every month here at Nine Circles, we pick an album that we, we like. Might not be the best album of the month, because, you know, some months there's a lot of bangers released, but here almost unanimously... I can't think of anybody else who thought differently. Your guy's sixth album here, Key to a Vanishing Future, is the one we landed on. And it is a pleasure to be talking to you, actually on the eve of your album coming out.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Yes, um, yes. So how is
0: things in the Falls Camp right now on the eve of your guy's album coming out? Brother, You, uh, I've asked a couple artists this who I've had on the day before release. Do you? Or are you guys checking reviews or you don't play into any of that? Are you uh, checking Reddit or message boards? Are you just saying, you know, you're not touching it now and you're just going on like it's a normal Thursday?
1: Yeah. um, (laughs) I am someone who definitely reads every review that I find. I don't know. I'm always interested to see what people think.
0: You're a glutton for punishment, huh? I am. Yeah. A lot of,
1: (laughs) yeah. Some people have said some, some stuff that, I don't know. I like the mean stuff too. I think it's fun. Yeah, but um, it's like, yeah, but um, yeah. So I, there's a lot of people are listening to it, which is great. Um, yeah.
0: You know, Jordan, when when you and I and Corey, unfortunately, who couldn't join us here because he's always a man about town traveling, we spoke. You know about your other project for it in in Dorme. again. I butchered it again. I knew I would, but. <laughs> Uh, we spoke, you know, with your, with your work then, and, you know, I was a, became a fan of you then, and we built a little friendship then, and, and so when this came here, I, I knew I had to talk to you here, because we can, I wanted to bring in your dynamic, and your work here, with, uh, Falls here, so now, your guy's sixth album, it's been a couple years, obviously, you know, the pandemic and stuff has, uh, brought a lot of changes about how do you think this album finds you guys as a band and the product that everybody will be able to hear tomorrow
1: yeah i think the thing we've been saying about it is that it's it's pretty different from the last record um there's a lot more nods to prog rock and there certainly uh, is and
0: i love it
1: Nice. That's great. Yeah. I think it's more overtly progressive. Um, There's more sort of variety in the rhythm section. Um, But all of those things being said, I think what the best compliment to me that I, that I've heard a couple of times is that it's still, it's, it's quite different, but it still sounds like a Falls of Raros album, Um, which is definitely a goal for us. Every time we write an album is like to push ourselves into new territory, but still, maintain our identity
0: you know it is funny you mention that maintaining your identity and stuff like that that the compliment that people give you that it's still you guys i don't know if you've saw or how in touch you are with new releases and stuff like that because my god it seems like hundreds are released every week but did you see what the blood incantation guys did recently with their What do you think about when a band that does something that is kind of in line with what they do, but by a lot of people, it is so far in right field?
1: Yeah, Um that's a good question. I actually haven't heard the new blood incantation okay. yet, but I, I, I mean to. Um, I know yeah. that it's ambient, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, it's
0: it, it's it's like sci-fi ambient. It's right. It's it is what sounds like would be a soundtrack that they could easily put their death metal over top of it.
1: Right. Um, I so knowing Isaac pretty well, he's the drummer. Oh, dude! Um, what? And I interviewed and, him. God, yeah. I interviewed
0: uh, three of them. Isaac was one of them. More Reese yeah. and I'm drawing up. Is Paul the, the front man? Yep. Yep. I interviewed them three. Wonderful guys. Wonderful. And yeah. Um but but they came out and said that, you know, they just wanted to play what they like and
1: right. Yeah, no, and I know that Isaac listens to I'm sure this is true for the other guys, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. But I know that, that Isaac listens to all sorts of different things. Like, you know, we've listened to Enya together. So like <laughs> it's like I, I wasn't super I guess I was surprised in some ways because, um, you know, they're doing really well commercially. So to do that is kind of, it's a big risk, which I respect. Um, But on a personal level, I'm not surprised at all that they wanted to do that. Um, I think it's cool. Um, I think it's also funny when people get upset about it too, because it's like, you don't have to, Listen to that one if it really bothers you. I don't know. It's just you like know, no. It is. It is funny
0: you mention that because there was a member on on our staff who who brought up that people thought that they there must have been a band or artist who may have done this, but people thought that they were pulling a fast one. Like, yeah, we're releasing this ambient album. We may drop a single or something, but no. Here's the real album, and it's you know true to form. But yeah, no, we we got you know time wave zero is is. An ambient album. Right. And, and you know, you just mentioned it, and like, like we've said, if you don't want to listen to it, fine. Right. But you know what, Jordan? You say that this, with your guys' album, The Key to Advancing Future is true. You know, it does still have that Falls sound. You guys also, though, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm not in Falls. Joe Blow isn't in Falls you guys don't owe it to anybody to, you can play what you guys want.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the whole point of doing it. I mean, at least for us, we're not making a living off of that band. So, uh, and even if we were, it's like people, I thought the whole point of, you know, writing music that isn't just pop music, (laughs) <laughs> is to satisfy your own creative, yes. you know, yes. uh, whatever, inclination. So, yeah, when people get upset about what you choose to do, it's it's just interesting. Do
0: you know what so. I, I think it may be? Like, you know, like we've talked in the past, you know, Opeth being my favorite band of all time. Mm. After Heritage, oh, sorry, when Heritage came out, and they went total prog, abandoned the growls and all that stuff. Huge yeah. uproar, huge... Right. Huge upward. I think it's because as fans, you know, people do get invested.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. To a band.
0: Yeah. And when something comes out that is maybe so different, they almost are kind of like, "Whoa, what? Wait, what is this?" Right. It it would be like you know, it would be an extreme switch, but it would be like, like yeah, if the next Falls of Forest album to come out was like a spoken word album. People would be like, right.
1: wait, wait, what? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. And it's like, uh, yeah, I can now, understand that. You
0: know, you mentioned that this album now has, has more proggy sounds and, and stuff like that. Uh, yep. I, I I tell you, it, me loving the style of music that I do. I loved the first single, Clarity, when that started hitting airwaves, uh, a couple months back, but uh, does desert of heart, desert of heart, man. When that hits you in the survival poem, ooh, it the 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 hairs on me, the goosebumps. It's oh, I love it. Where where did this come from, my my friend?
1: Yeah, uh, that's a good question. So the the first one. Um, yeah I think we were just trying to so this so I'll sidestep and then come back but yeah. this this album is kind of we've never really done it quite this way where um Aaron sort of wrote the bones for three of the songs, and I wrote the bones for the other three um certainly, like the whole band collaborated on everything and and we wrote parts to each other's parts and all that stuff you but usually. Um, most songs on a Falls album are combinations of like Aaron riffs and my riffs or Ray writing something or yeah, but these were more like three and three Um, and desert of heart is a song that Aaron wrote this sort of basis for. And I think, I guess I'm just going to speak for him. I think he was looking at exploring like just lower, more down tuned, more chuggy, uh, dark sounding stuff than we've, really done before um, and also stuff that wasn't necessarily um like still metal but not necessarily black metal drums yeah. so so sort of focusing on different styles of rock and metal drumming and incorporating that into our style um and survival poem is one of mine and and again like I didn't write the whole thing, right? Like I wrote like the the Come bare on. bones riffs. Give and then yourself we,
0: more credit, Nick. Come
1: on. And, then, yeah. <laughs> and everybody brought their own yeah stuff to it, but um, but like the skeleton is it I put together mostly. Um, and so I think I just wanted something that was more like at least started out, you know. I don't know, traditional doom or something like that. And then, but it, it doesn't end up being like that. It's a, it's not super down tempo. Um, but yeah, everybody in the band loves warning. So whenever we can sort of like emulate that a little bit, but in our own way, I think we get excited by that.
0: You know, so. my, my friend is, is it kind of your guys stick to do like six tracks
1: is that that something that you are you are aware of that you guys kind of stick to around yeah six six tracks yeah we um let me see so usually it's like because like on the first
0: album it was eight tracks and a couple instrumentals right Right. so is that something that you guys are aware of that you
1: guys do or we are yeah we are Yeah. yeah yeah we actually we we got um A record contract that we didn't end up signing but we were reviewing it and one of the um criteria for the releases was at least six tracks on the album which i thought was pretty funny it's like i guess it makes (laughs) sense because if you're if you're like here's our album and it's one song that's from a record label standpoint that's pretty hard to market i guess yeah um but yeah we do six i think Vigilance Perennials is, is five, but yeah, five or six usually, but we're you know we're we're working on writing the the big difference, another big difference about this new record is that it's six, like sort of full length, like the songs are all around the same list yes. within a minute or, or so instead of some really long songs and some sort of interlude type stuff. So
0: you know so. Maybe you get, but some people could say, "Hey, I guess they're minimalists. They get in, (laughs) they 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 check off the requirements, and they uh, get out." Because now you guys are locked in it. Now, if if you guys release eight or ten albums, people are going to say, "Oh, this is too long.
1: I don't like them anymore." Right. (laughs) Well, another big constraint for us is we really want um, the album to fit on one LP. Yeah um since believe in no coming shore we've done that so they're all between 40 and 45 you know minutes. i
0: it's it's so funny you mentioned that my friend i the other day was spinning mirror reaper by bell witch mm-hmm. and that's of huh. course one song but right. four sides
1: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's
0: uh it's definitely a thing
1: yeah it's the same thing with like dope smoker i have that on vinyl and it's like you like have to flip it mid core. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: That, <laughs> so. I, what you, you know, I, I always tell people and I pride myself on doing an unscripted pod that I, I love where it goes. You own it on vinyl. I own it on, on vinyl. Mm-hmm. I, I own it because of the, the rep that it has about it and where it's places in metal. Sure. Okay. Can you explain to me Dope Smoker? To me, it is just a droning on and on that I still have yeah. not seen the allure of yet. But like you mentioned, you're a huge warning fan and all you guys are. Yeah. Give me what I think is a masterpiece watching from a distance yeah. any day over Dope right. Smoker.
1: Oh, I mean, I agree. <laughs> I, I'm not, yeah. There, uh yeah, watching from a distance is like one of the best things ever. Um, I, you know what? I still yeah.
0: think a lot of people today still have not even heard that album. It is, yeah, it is criminally overlooked that I see in best of album charts of all time. Amazing album, amazing.
1: Yeah. yeah, but people that have heard it, it's like, oh, off, usually really special to them. So. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. But Dope Smoker, I, I don't get I I, yeah. I just can't I I don't know. I don't I don't want to say any yeah, I think it's cool. I like Holy Mountain a lot more. Yeah. Like it it just uh it's there's many more hooks. Yes. <laughs> like uh, it's like more fun. Yes. I don't know. Yes. Uh but I feel like it's just I don't know. I I honestly don't know it that well. Maybe it's hard to know. It's hard to know it. Um,
0: you know, and yeah. I have
1: also and I've been on record numerous times, I have nothing against
0: people who decide to as we, you know, like to partake in the hobby of, you know, smoking weed or something like that. I I can't, you know, I got my health reasons. I never have. Maybe that plays a large part into it that you just put it on and drift off into as, you know, I mean, that you know, maybe that would probably help you enjoy it more, just go along for the
1: ride. I I don't know. Yeah. It is it is called dope (laughs) smoker. So, you know, exactly. Exactly. So, you know,
0: I have asked a couple artists here who I've interviewed uh, during the pandemic and albums that have come out, you know, either during it or after. Has the pandemic, how was it for, for you, my friend, did it, you know, you and I, of course, did our interview during the pandemic, but for you here looking at like falls and for you personally, did this allow you a chance to reflect more on music and discover or learn more about yourself, or was this a time for you to step away, spend more time with your partner or family or friends, you know maybe obviously an isolated group or in nature, or pick up another hobby altogether, and you kind of let music fall by the wayside
1: um I definitely consistently did music through the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we wrote the new F- Falls of Aurora's record uh, between May and December twenty twenty. So like the the height of the the pandemic. height of it, man. You get yeah. in the
0: yeah, right, right in the mix. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and I spent a lot of time sort of uh, getting my skills up to become employable in the video game industry. Yep. I wrote a couple video game scores during the pandemic. So really sort of dug in, that's kind of I think how I dealt with it in a lot of ways. Um that being said, like my partner and I did at least that first summer spend a lot of time outside, which yeah. was cool. Um, you know, didn't do many winter sports this year. Uh it just for What is your reason, big thing?
0: That you do in winter? Are you a skier, Are you a snowboarder, Are you a- No,
1: I mean, I say that it to, and it, it makes it sound like there's a that's a normal thing to have winter sports No, mostly just walks outside yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah that's kind of how I dealt with it is just like digging in
0: yeah because you know there was a, a lot of people I you know, there were some artists I spoke to who said you know what they the pandemic when things kind of shut down they used it as a chance to you know kind of let the music just just rest because it had been such a big part of their life and rediscover things that may have been lost over the years. And some people just like you, they used it to hone maybe some skills that had been lacking in other areas and stuff like that. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I started studying classical guitar a lot more seriously. Um, and I've played a couple gigs doing that, um, recently. And then like I studied orchestration with, with a really great composer. Um, so doing things like that too. Um, But yeah, yeah, no new hobbies, except cooking a lot more, I guess. (laughs) What is,
0: what is, if, if, if you were to invite me over and I say, Jordan, I'm making the drive up from Maryland, brother, I'm in, I got the Prius packed, gas is six bucks a gallon, but I'm still getting 40 miles to to the gallon. Mm -hmm. I I am coming. You're making me, what is Jordan's best meal that you would take
1: pride, pride in? I think I would make you so made a few times this like it's it's a burrito bowl situation with okay. like tofu and beans. But the the okay. really exciting part about it is that it has mango. So it's oh, like this spicy nice. mango situation. Yeah. Um, it's vegan. I'm not vegan, but it's cool when yeah. something delicious is vegan. And it also has a like a spicy peanut sauce. Oh. So that sounds delicious. Yeah. I think it's really good. So, That's, yeah, I'll that make you that. Sounds you that sounds delicious. That
0: sounds delicious, my friend. Um, you know, you guys, you know, you know, Corey, you know, met you at, you know, Fire in the Mountain years back and stuff like that. Did you personally feel the lack of live music? Is that something that hit you just... Catching any band or playing your yourself, is that something that you
1: realize that you missed having that part of you? um sometimes I think my bigger reaction is I realized how exhausted I had been from because oh. I'm someone who's always who's always had a job, like I was teaching high school yeah. for a long time, and yeah, um, just realizing like, wow, I was playing all these shows and like teaching kids and, and doing all these things and and sort of realizing how kind of nice it was to take a break from that. Um, But then I do miss it too. And the the biggest thing, aside from actually performing is like, you know, touring allows you to see friends uh, and spend time with your friends in a way that um, doesn't really happen in other ways. So yeah, I definitely miss that. I'm looking forward to planning stuff for next year. Um, I don't think Falls is gonna play live this year. Which is fine. I, I think we're we're looking towards next year, but my other group, Fort me is going to play some some shows just just in New England, which will be fun. Yeah,
0: that's that is cool. I I I love how how you you have that. How you know I, after we and you know we talked last time, and your your you know that project came out. Mm-hmm. And you had a couple months to, you know, ruminate on it. I think, God, we spoke almost, almost like a year ago or so now. How how do you think now looking back on it, that that, you still happy with the results?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think it sounds good. I'm, I'm proud of the songs and everybody's performances. And I think it like, you know, I think it was received as well or better than I could have hoped. So, yeah. Good. Good, good,
0: good. Yeah. Did did you mess with any of that during the pandemic? Anything for future stuff?
1: Or so, was, this, was this all Falls? Yeah, I mean, um, uh, when did I start? Last summer I started writing a new album and we, a couple of weekends ago, had a first rehearsal of new material. Nice, so, nice. Uh, so the way that that group works is pretty different than Falls. Um, Falls like gets together regularly and we write together. Um, whereas... For or me. Um, I write stuff, send them parts, and then we get together after people have parts and we start to work stuff out that's already written. Um, so we just did a first rehearsal of seven new pieces. Uh, wow. But yeah, there's going to be a few more. And then actually, I just booked re- uh, time with Colin Marston in August. So yeah, I, I don't want
0: to laugh, but yeah. I, I was going to touch on that. Here at Nine Circles, we. We kind of refer to the uh, the church of, of or the cult of Colin Marston. Yeah, yeah the yeah. guy is a damn wizard or a master, yeah. isn't he? he? Is. Isn't, yeah, he is. Yeah, he, he does something. There's something special in his water, isn't there?
1: Uh, I think so. Yeah, he's just a really like inspired and inspiring person, and just like a great human. Also, yeah, it, yeah.
0: it is. It is interesting when you can tell when somebody like him puts their fingerprint on something. Sure. It's, it's it is really cool.
1: Yeah. And I you agree. can
0: identify what, what he's involved in to where, when you go and research it, you're like, yep, see, I knew it. Right. Right. Totally. I knew it. But what, what is it working with him that just still maybe blows you away? Is it just the ear that he has for things? Is it just uh like a, a scientific level? He knows about music. Time and structure and how it should sound? is it just like any under, yeah. just such an understanding with it what, what what is it about him that you know since you've worked with him now that you can really say that he has such a good hold on things?
1: Yeah, I think that it's all of the, all of those things. Um, he's really easy to work with like on an interpersonal level, like mm-hmm. he's really patient and kind and at the same time being really meticulous and organized, so I'd never. I feel like uh, I'm never worried that he, you know, will accidentally <laughs> choose the wrong take. I got what you're like, going to say. Yeah, 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 To turn a microphone on or something like that. Like all of those little worries that I would have in a different situation. I just sort yeah. of never. Have or to worry if about. it was Buke um, behind
0: the board, you'd be watching me with a <laughs> fine tooth comb. With, I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm, I, I'm a pretty organized person too but like he he takes it up several notches and then also he just has this sort of really dense knowledge of I mean metal obviously but also I mean he listens to tons of other stuff and and like our violinist said um when we recorded with him that it was like the best capturing of her instrument that she had ever heard and and wow like, so So I just think that like he is, yeah, he's great at doing metal, but also has such a sort of like breadth of skills to offer. And it's, it's also just fun hanging out with him. I think walking into his studio, is it as a sound
0: guy yourself, is it pretty impressive of a setup that he has?
1: It's an impressive setup, but it's not, um, it's not fancy. And it's not, I mean, it's small. It's like um, it, he, yeah. It's like an economical setup. He has everything that you need. It's like set up really well and really smartly and efficiently. But um, yeah, I just think of it as like this really efficient, small, uh, no frills, like working studio. Like he cranks so much stuff out of there all the time. It's always producing new music. Um, And I just think that's cool.
0: Is he pretty, you know, accommodating with being so busy? Like, did you always feel like, you know, anything you guys had that he was there for yeah. you guys? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, what I, another thing that I really, yeah, it's just turning into a Colin Gush session, but that's all right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Another thing I appreciate, appreciate about him is that he's organized with his time and realistic with his time, which I think is sometimes a an undervalued skill, but like he will know, for example, how many days it will take him to mix and he will schedule those on his calendar, which sounds simple, but, um, you know, isn't always the case when you're working with other people. So like, he'll say like, yeah, mixing, like, I'll have a draft to you on this date and we'll get it. And so even if he's busy, he's so organized that we, that our expectations are like met every time.
0: I think you are extremely talented. Like, you know, when you've shared me your video game work, music that you do, it's of you, incredibly talented. More Thanks. artistic talent than I have in my daughter's hair beret here that I'm holding. <laughs> like, that's my level of art, artistic talent. When he, you know, but do you have the ability? It's, it's like nobody would go to Tom Brady or Wayne Gretzky, and say, hey, you know, Tom, maybe you want to throw it, move your arm like this when you throw. Like, when Colin sends somethings back to you guys, do you say, yeah, Colin, I didn't like what you did here? Or do you trust him enough that, you know, because ultimately, this is your guys, and he's working for for you.
1: Right. Um, No, I think we're, I mean, the conversation isn't like I don't like it. Do it again. (laughs) It's like, you know, we usually send him detailed notes of, of things. And, but, but the thing again that I really like about working with Colin is he, he never sends us something that doesn't sound good. It's just from there. It's like artistic choices. Yeah. um, Which is great instead of getting something that doesn't sound good. And then we're trying to salvage it. It's, it's just, it's all just a question of taste at that point.
0: So Um, you working with your, your other project, um again. I'm please say the album name because I don't want to butcher it for you.
1: Yeah, so like <laughs> the sort of English pronunciation is foray Undormi. Yes. And the album again. Um une voile déchirée.
0: Yes, thank you. It just sounds so so beautiful when you say it. <laughs> um you know, if people again, I just want to mention we're not interviewing, you know, it's just this is not a foray interview to say, but there's six vinyl albums remaining. If you want to pick those up and, and help uh, my friend Jordan here, but um, the artists you work with here, how is it hard to, for you to shift your mind back into falls mode when you come from working on this other project?
1: Um, No, I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Falls is kind of like home based. It's, it's uh, what I've been doing the longest. Um, it just feels in a, I don't want to say that I'm not pushing myself with falls because that's not true. Like we are, but when it, um, when I can come back and just sort of start with guitar riffs, that feels a lot, it feels comfortable in a way that, you know, like the soundtrack that I did last year um, for hidden treasures in the forest of dreams that felt very much like I was like pushing out and sort of uncertainty and not knowing what instruments I was writing for. And, um, it feels good to sort of return to a group that I sort of know better. <laughs>
0: I got you. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's something that's also been a part of you for years now. Yes. You know, years now, um, yep. uh, you know, looking back on it, tooth you know, with the first demo that the guys released in 05, how how late after that were you coming into the fold?
1: Yeah, I joined for the Of Stone and the Stars in the Sky demo. So that was in 2006. Yeah. So the very the very first demos I'm not on, but the like next demo I was and then all of the
0: Remember looking back to those early days when 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 you were were, were talking with 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 Aaron and and and, and Ray and everybody <laughs> And, and Evan, what, what did you, did you guys think hey, maybe this would be a one album project, two album? Or was, did you guys envision yourselves here and we talking six albums later?
1: No, yeah. Uh, I think we were just trying to, I think we were impressed when we even made one album. Like we had very <laughs> low expectations. We were having fun and we didn't think anybody would, you know. Not not being like defeatist or whatever, but we didn't really expect anyone to care. Um, and, and then, then we got you some, look, yeah, and then people look at like Hail Wind, and they're like, "My God,
0: that's one of the greatest black metal albums that's been released in um, uh, from the states." I've that's, heard that,
1: and that's crazy to hear. I mean, we were just <laughs> we were just kids that like loved black metal. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, you know, you.
0: But the thing is, you guys have your own unique american black metal sound. And that's what I I wanted to get across again that when I when when we were doing our album of the month chat to me true like european black metal for me is very bland, very boring. And I know black metal has gone through many different iterations and it's taken on a bunch of different styles. But like, you know, people can you can crucify me for this you know, people go back to like and I know our friend on pod, Chris Voss, loves them. Early Dark Throne. He's even Dark mm-hmm. Throne now. People's their stuff is up there with like the great all time black metal releases of all time, or like Mayhem or Emperor. Give me Isha and solo stuff before you give me any Emperor. That's me personally. But what we do here in the states in our black metal. Is, is what I like because it it is more diverse it is more of a journey it it brings in so many different sounds like what you know your west coast counterparts and you know what austin and the panopticon guys do mm-hmm. is is we do something you know with the atmospheric stuff here that is really something special that that i i really like the atmospheric Black metal nature of it, yeah. Do yeah, do, and 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 where I was going with that is, do you like the early tra- traditional black metal stuff too? When you came into this band, is what what were you guys early inspirations?
1: Yeah, I mean, we were definitely listening to tons of like second wave Norwegian black metal. Yeah, all the time. Um, See, but Jordan, you that 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 strikes
0: me from the gentleman that I speak with now this musical master who, you know, trains in classical guitar and stuff that early, you know, new wave of blackmail in the second wave of stuff. It just seems that would strike me for you as just boring, just blast beats. And cause that's how it comes off to me.
1: Yeah. I know what you mean. There's something entrancing about that atmosphere. Um, more recently though like i've had more and more bands i've taken issue with like not musically but like philosophically so like yeah. for example i don't listen to birds anymore. anymore oh. like, i don't <laughs> yeah of course like, there's just yeah. like i'm done and and so and there's 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 more and more i mean when i was like 18 19 like that wasn't no one was really talking about how much of an issue that was or maybe yeah. they were but it wasn't in my world. Um, it wasn't but, in my yeah.
0: world too, because I don't have any social media. And a couple of times I've brought up projects and they're like, people are kind of like, yeah, Buke Ixnay on the uh, Burzame talk there. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I yeah, didn't realize
0: so, some of these people have, you know, crazy ties and stuff.
1: Right. Yeah. That's one of the things that's been exhausting to me about uh, it's, you know, I feel like U S metal in general is sort of like politically, At least the what's what's sort of popular you know popular in air quotes now, it's it's like less philosophically questionable, so it's easier to just like listen to a band and and like it instead of
0: you know my god you just hit a home run on that Jordan oh perfect (laughs) no it makes sense you look at like when I interviewed uh the Wolves in the Throne Room guys same thing same thing it's just it's just about the the nature in the world right. Around us,
1: yeah, yeah. So that's that's something that I think the U.S. has going for it. Um, now, certainly, people could say, "Hey, you look at the political stance or the uh,
0: social things happening in America," and you could certainly, you know, have a a a platform for if you wanted to sing about that type of stuff. And obviously, plenty sure. of bands do. But right, it's interesting right. that, like, in in your guys circle it's yeah it's and that is such a great point that you bring up
1: yeah it's yeah i i definitely appreciate it um and it i think because it's been such a bubble of like i mean the standard's really low it's like just not being hateful
0: <laughs> um, and like which is and, crazy to say in
1: 2022 yeah
0: <laughs> for a lot of people it's hard not to be hateful
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, but yeah, I find myself doing, if I find a band, you know, a new band that I'm like, Oh man, this is exciting music to me. There's, if it's metal of any kind, I I have to do some sort of research to make sure that I I'm not supporting (laughs) say, which is, yeah, I think that's kind of like the biggest change over the last like five years or even less for me is just like,
0: yeah, my supporting some. Yeah, make sure I'm not supporting yeah. some Nazi here or some, yeah, exactly. some some crazy racist or bigot right. or something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. which is is but you know the thing is that's that that's what gets me about that black muscle. I people have such a love for it, but I have you know gone on record. And I'm, I'm I love talking to you as a, you know obviously a man in a a a, a black metal band here. What is it, though, that drove you young and still drives people today that likes that rough black metal? The black metal that here we are in 2022 with powerful computers, powerful recording tech. Right. But they like their stuff to sound like it was recorded coming out of Apple earbuds with a microphone held up to them. Like, I yeah. I don't I don't understand that. I. But yeah. what was it about you that pulled you into that
1: i think it was um that's a great question um, aaron mentioned so aaron's the other guitarist yep. in falls he mentioned something about uh like being attracted to it because it was so inhuman sounding and like mystical and i think that that is probably true for me too like i find myself always you know being really into sci-fi and fantasy and like all and like loving um in addition to like black metal and stuff loving uh you know like ambient fantastical music or like even Lorena McKennett or like uh all kinds of different new age that's like pretty cheesy but it has this otherworldly element, or Jordan, even, you
0: would not believe the amount of metal artists I've interviewed who, when I ask them what else they're listening to, yeah, new new wave stuff,
1: yeah, or yeah, new age for me, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, new age, yeah. Yeah, 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 and also I really love Renaissance music and have been like studying it more, um, and I think it's my love for that is it just like all of those things I just mentioned make me sort of feel. I guess it's just like escapist. It's like, oh, you're transported to this. That's why I love place. the Wilder
0: Run guys because they they bring that in their music. Um, okay, so if you like that, Jordan, I don't think I've asked you before. Are you a power metal guy?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not up to date, but like...
0: Well, like your Blind Guardian, your Hammerfall, yeah. your...
1: Oh, I, I love Blind Guardian a, a lot. I've seen them live like three times.
0: Dude, Blind Guardian yeah. here, I, I tell you what, they, for a band that you don't see a lot of people like walking around wearing shirts and stuff and everything, I yeah. have never seen, like when they've toured in the early, mid-2000s, they came around to the States a couple of times. I've yeah. never seen shows sell out faster than when Blind Guardian was coming That's around. awesome.
1: Yeah. 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 I saw them in Worcester, Massachusetts, three separate times. And I mean, like those shows were some of the most fun. Yeah. Now, okay. You have a favorite Blind
0: Guardian album for me. I'll go first and put you on the spot. Mine's Imaginations from the Other Side.
1: That's yeah, that's me. that's a great... That might be... I might agree that, uh, but... The first one I heard was Night at the Opera, which I love. Oh, man, and Battlefield.
0: I, oh,
1: Yeah. Man. And my favorite for a long time was Nightfall and Middle Earth. So, like, yes. it's it's between Nightfall and Imaginations, I think, for me. But, yeah, I mean, I love – they they're just great. They, yeah. Great.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> is it so funny that a band here, you know, plays in front of 100, 200 people here, then goes overseas yeah. and plays in front of – I know. Yeah, I saw Man of War. I I love me some Man of War. I mm-hmm. saw Man of War up in Baltimore. Yeah, you know, maybe a hundred people there. But then you wow. see Man of War playing in front of seventy thousand people over in Germany.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's you no. Know. The states is is not. Yeah, it's not the most supportive for metal. <laughs> now, for you know sure. you
0: you with like your love of Renaissance music and learning classical guitar and stuff is yeah from you playing what you play is that hard to learn
1: oh um well i mean yeah classical guitar is a pretty different technique than the electric guitar that i play in metal bands but um yeah i think it it like I mean, I went to music school, so it's it's sort of in my wheelhouse. Um, and then... Where'd you go? Yeah. I went to the University of Southern Maine. So okay. it's a school, uh, you know, it's like half an hour from where yep, I live. Yep. 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 Yeah. And I... Majored I, in what? Uh, so I majored, I just got a Bachelor of Arts in music and I was originally okay. a saxophone player and then I transferred to... Or I changed to be sort of like a com- composition focus, and then okay. I went back and got a master's degree in composition there. So
0: and here I am, a guy who drank too much and failed out.
1: Well, <laughs> I, I did also drink too much, but I just
0: <laughs> finished, I guess. You know, it's music stuff. It always amazes me what people have different focuses in. Like Dave Davidson of Revocation, majored mm-hmm. in you know music with polyrhythm being his thing. Well, cool like cool like yeah so cool that 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 you could get a whole degree around that like a major in composition like a master in that what's what's your final project cuz we just had a, a a wonderful girl on staff she just got her masters in the medical field cool um, crazy hard for her it was it was like you threw her in a torture chamber that last year it was rough for her but she made it through. Yeah. How was yeah, masters I, for how is a masters program for for music? Is I it think, pretty
1: rough? I think it's much, um it was compared to that fine. I I think yeah, medical school is probably much more difficult. Um I yeah, my final project was a recital. So just like Really? Okay. an, an, an evening of my of music that I wrote. Um, and so one of the pieces actually was a three-part thing that I called the String and Hammer Quintet. And I ended up, the people, the the five, so four plus me, people that played it ended up being the first, uh, lineup of Foray and me. So like, I asked them all to sort of start a band and that was the first piece for the band. Um, and then... The lineup has mostly shifted since then, but that's that's kind of like, yeah, there was sort of a direct line between my master's degree and starting that group um, because I really just wanted to make sure I had a place to get that music performed because I knew I wanted to keep writing chamber music.
0: Do you, when you're in school, did you have to read classical music compositions and everything and get a good understanding of them? Yeah. 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 So- do you have you know I've tried to ask this before or I've tried to do internet search? It wasn't before I started interviewing a lot of people and you know i do i've I've done hundreds of interviews, and I love talking to people if that's obviously not clear to you and our our listeners by now um but it wasn't until I started talking to like a lot of guys from tech bands and a lot of guitarists in general how much like they love jazz music, sure for the um like the fluid nature of it, especially playing sure. live how jazz is almost like stand-up improv yeah you're just kind of flowing with it and that's totally. what they they and that they turned me on to a lot of great jazz music what yeah. is it about classical and chamber music that that drew you to it is it the the volume of it?
1: Is it the, 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 how many pieces there are in it? Yeah. um, That is, yeah, great question. I think I liked as a listener and still like um, sort of like just how many colors are available. Um, And there's just a lot of great music in the repertoire. And I, I like the idea of sort of entering a tradition where. Um, so like in Falls of Araros, it's an, it's an oral tradition. We write the music together. We never write it down. The communication is all sort of like done by talking and playing with cool. each other.
0: That is so cool.
1: Which is, which is different from classical music. Like the tradition in classical music is that there's a composer and then there's performers Um, and you don't necessarily even ever talk to the performers. Um, really you just like as a composer, I could write something and then another group that I've never met could play it. Um, and I like the idea of writing, basically writing for instruments that I don't play. Um, and so, but something that's becoming more common that I see is composers leading a group, sort of a set group that they write for. And that's what I'm doing essentially is like, this is a group that I'm going to keep writing for. And those people might shift over, over time. But like, instead of just writing a piece that I hope some group will play, it's like, no, this piece is specifically for, or this album is specifically for this group. Um, now, are, now, would you get the same pleasure
0: if you were hands off from the playing yourself,
1: Jordan? Uh, I don't think I would get the same pleasure, but I would get... a. Equal amounts of pleasure yeah like like, what, like take
0: take any famous uh you know chamber group, any famous symphony, you know, if yeah, of course, if you had like some world famous would of course it, it the spectacle of seeing a world famous orchestra play would or would be probably a once in a lifetime experience yeah but but I'm sure there would be a party you like, man, I wish I was up there also playing it too
1: <laughs> yeah i I didn't know, like, you have to, so, um, my partner is a classical clarinetist. Okay. She, she plays with orchestras, but like, so we talk about this sometimes that like little kids don't know when they're choosing their instrument, if their instruments in the orchestra or not. And like, so I played saxophone and like, was okay at that. And then mostly like, I'm a guitar player and there's no guitar in the, like there's no place for me in the orchestra. So like, there's no place for you. You're <laughs> so like it or not. Like Unless i you're Met- watching Metallica or kiss and you do sure. an S and M thing or. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. That's, that's the bet, you know, so, but it is one of my goals to write for orchestra. Um, but you know, I won't be performing with them. That's fine. Like that. I don't need to be a part of every performance. Okay. I mm-hmm. do lo- love performing with. What does she, group. she probably said clarinet. Yep. Yeah. She's like, okay. She's on the last foray on Dormy Record as well. Okay. Now on, clarinet. On
0: clarinet's part of a orchestra. Yep. But you never wanted to learn like the French horn or something? Or
1: <laughs> I I think by the time I was interested in orchestral music, it's yeah. it's like too late. Like to in order to be good enough, you have to start when you're a little kid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. You know it is it, it, it so like Not to speak for her, but I'm sure she has been in the scene a long time.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it's like it's like not quite as extreme, but it's like me as a 23-year-old, you know, getting really into classical music, saying, like, I want to be in an orchestra. It's like similar to being, you know, 20 and saying that you want to play professional football and you've never played football. But you
0: know what, though, Jordan? The the thing is, you know, of course we can't speak for her because she's not on the mic. But like you in Foray or in, in 4A or uh, Falls, it's you in a small thing. Right. In an orchestra, I I you know don't put me on the spot here, but it's what 20, 30, 40 people. Yeah. Ha, ha, you know, unless you have a, a you're a soloist, you are, it is more of like a team sport dynamic. Definitely, yeah. I mean, the yeah. So yeah. so that's something that you kind of you know you have to like that dynamic that I don't know if there's there has to be of course solo clarinetists um Definitely. Yeah. But but she she must like the the you know playing with others like that.
1: Sure? Yeah. Now, I mean,
0: yeah. I, I have searched this before to you know, but I don't know where to start. Of course, you know, everybody would say, oh, the Mozarts, the Bach, the, oh, you can listen to American, you know, composers and stuff like that. If you're a metalhead, mm-hmm. you want to get into classical music. And I was to say, okay, Jordan, maybe you and your partner sit down and make me a playlist. And you were <laughs> to say, this is Buke's classical introduction. Where yeah. do you point people? I think
1: uh, I would. Play some Bartok okay
0: okay it's yep. a name I don't know okay yeah
1: I, I think a lot of like especially prog metal bands sort of borrow from his harmonic language so Bartok maybe concerto for orchestra um, by Bartok Bele uh,
0: Bartok is this it here yep yep okay which one the kin concerto for orchestra
1: yeah, I would I would try that. Or okay. a piece that you know that you might know from The Shining is uh music for strings percussion and it and Celesta. Did I say that right? See, I
0: don't it. see Jordan, all this stuff goes over my head. Like string quartets numbers one, three, and five. Where is two and four?
1: That yeah. shows you how much of this world I don't have a clue. Yeah. Uh classical music is is more confusing than just like, this is this record by this artist, you know, it's just, um, but yeah, I would, I would recommend the same composer music for strings, percussion and celesta. Okay. Um, And I think you would probably recognize some of that. It's like, it was used in the shining. If you've seen that movie. Um, Okay. And what was the first one again by him? You recommended um, concerto for orchestra.
0: Okay. And Help me out here really quick. Give me an education. What's a concerto? Kin- kin-
1: yeah. A concerto is usually, so this is what's kind of like clever about the naming of this piece is a concerto is usually a work for a symphony that has a soloist. So like, usually you'll see like a concerto for vi- like a violin concerto is when there's an orchestra, but there's a violinist out front, like sort of being featured um, and the idea of having a concerto for orchestra is like you're featuring the whole orchestra, which is kind of a paradox, um, but it's a cool idea. Dude,
0: see, this is just my friend. Like, this is me trying to talk black metal, like sonata for two pianos and per- percussion. Um, and yeah. you're thinking, my Buk- my God, Buke, you sound like an idiot. But for children, BB-53, like, my God, this, yeah. I... Jeez, I've never seen somebody with so many releases. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Heard a lot. Now, when, when you yourself listen to something like, like this, do you naturally go to a part of it that is your ear naturally drawn to something? Like me, I love piano. That's where my ear naturally goes. Mm. I love a keyboardist. Um, mm-hmm. Is there a part like, does i'm sure your partner maybe maybe she doesn't even realize it she naturally probably goes to hear the clarinetist probably yeah i think
1: that's that's true <laughs> it like jumps out at you yeah um yeah that i don't know what the answer is to that i think that i gravitate towards at least on a first listen i gravitate towards like harmonic moments that sound cool to me so like yeah basically when cool chords happen in the orchestra yeah. i'm like oh that. I like that. What is that? And it makes me want to, you know, look up the score and figure it out. But
0: writing now. Okay. Tying this in the falls, writing a six minute falls song or an eight minute falls song. Yep. How, what's the longest song you've ever written? The longest composition you've ever written.
1: Um, not that long, like 12 minutes or. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Could you could you do a if you
0: tried, could you write a whole one of these can concerto pieces? I mean,
1: I like to think so, sure. I, I just I love the
0: confidence.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love I it. Mean, I I'd like to think, yeah, I haven't had the opportunity or I haven't made the opportunity for okay. myself.
0: You know, Jordan, I we see bands do it, like uh T-R-Con's done it. We mentioned Metallica, Kiss. I know septic flesh did it maybe a one-off maybe try and get your partner here to help you out get get some friends follow me here falls with a symphony
1: I mean it'd be pretty cool yes
0: (laughs) just a one-off thing record it oh that would be that would be awesome
1: that would be awesome yeah I mean I'll let you know if it happens for sure.
0: <laughs> That's probably a nice way of saying. Yeah. Be, yeah. Keep, keep dreaming. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, it's yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, a couple more. And I'll let you go here. I've, I've kept you for an hour and I do appreciate the time. I, I love talking to you and I could go long. Uh, you know, you did mention, you know, you and I have stayed in touch about your, your video game work. How, how is it writing for a video game composing for that? where the music you know people love video game soundtracks is is that you know I know you're doing that prof- professionally now is how do you like doing something where the music is in the background but can also you know people can l- listen to the soundtrack all by itself
1: yeah i mean i love it i think it's i think it's cool and and pretty different to uh you know when you're writing a record you're writing something that's it's the whole thing like a lot of times people listen to music while they do other things but the album is the whole thing whereas with a video game obviously music is almost always supporting it yep. should be supporting the yep. story or the gameplay or whatever um, and so I think that's an interesting element and also provides challenges because I think that one of my one of the things that I do as a composer is Like my music's pretty busy, so trying to sort of uh, leave more space for it to sort of sit in the background is a challenge. Um, I also really love starting with with the aesthetic of, like I did this mobile game um, called Revenant, which is like this fantasy, sort of this retro fantasy game, and I really enjoyed digging into trying to match that world with a fantasy soundtrack. So it it sort of inspired me to do things that I wouldn't do with my music projects. Um, And inevitably, like those ideas that I explore will come back into the music that I write just for music. So, yeah.
0: Do you see yourself
1: 10, 20, 30 years from now
0: when you're old is music something of you that you always have to be doing?
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think that that's just sort of my thing. Yeah. It's, it always has been since I was little and just, I like other things, but it's just kind of what I do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's kind of who you are really at at, yeah. at this point now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jordan, I always like to ask people this before I I let them go, and it's I want to ask you this here, so you can go enjoy your night, and I appreciate the the, the time. If there is a song on "Key to a Vanishing Future" that you think really encapsulates Falls right now and where you guys are at, what would you say that is? Because I know you know they're they're different, and each song is a kind of different journey or maybe a personal favorite that 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 you, you have here.
1: Yeah, I actually, so I actually listened to the album today for the first time in a long time because I knew that we were going to talk and I was like, <laughs> I don't, I started to not remember what it sounds like um, because it's been so long. Um, I think that Desert of Heart maybe is, uh, it has a lot of new elements for Falls, but still has uh, some things that, you know, we've brought with us from previous yeah. albums. That that might be a good one to mention here. Um yeah, I'll go with that one.
0: Okay. It's 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 probably my favorite that or like I mentioned earlier, poem. Um cool. my my friend, I, I I have truly appreciated the little friendship you and I have have yeah built. me too. I truly, truly mean that I will do everything I can to continue supporting you in all your your projects when you have another project of anything uh we'll we'll talk again um awesome i tell you <laughs> Thanks. does does from the mo- last question i got asked to as a man who can write composite full compositions and stuff like that do you does simple music bore you um i would
1: say that like sim- like like do you get bored when you listen to some music that's not i definitely get bored when i listen to some music but i wouldn't say that it's simple music i i like the distinction between simple and simplistic like oh, simple okay. music can be is often great like simple is not a bad thing to me um but simplistic where the ideas are just sort of like not thought through or kind of like my interviews. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Nice. Um, Yeah. I can't like, for example, I'll I'll give you another classical composer for your list because you said piano. Yes. Um, Eric, Eric Satie is a French composer who wrote mostly piano music. S A T I E. Okay. Um, a lot of his music is simple in a lot of ways, but it's not simplistic at all. It's incredibly uh, sophisticated, but relatively simple. Um, and i that's some of my favorite music. Uh, Four ever. million so. monthly
0: listens on Spotify. <laughs> this, nice. This gentleman did something right.
1: Yeah, he, you know.
0: You know, do each of these countries... Can you, when you listen to classical music, can you identify, Hey, that's French. That's um, American.
1: That's Um, German. It's a, it depends on the composer. Yeah. Do you have a favorite
0: American? That's like ours. I do air quotes. That's our Uh, composer.
1: Is there one that American you, you really like? Um, I really like, um, Missy Mazzoli. Okay. She's, She's like a current New York composer. She's great. Um, Got it. Yep. So I'll I'll go with that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Got it right here. Yeah. See, I reckon you gave some, I normally get different metal recommendations and different stuff like that. But look at that, Jordan, you came in and hit us for the first time in all the interviews I've done a bunch of classical
1: recommendations. I hope you like some of it.
0: My friend, I, I was turned on to, I got real big in the synth wave uh, the past couple of years and I've dove into that deep. So I nice. see myself diving into this. Deep. Jordan, oh. I, I, I mean everything I say. You are a wonderful man to talk to. I love all your work. Um, I Like I said, I love the little friendship you and I have built. Um, the guy's album is out tomorrow, so I can't tell people to look for it in a couple weeks because by the time they hear this, it's will already be out. But go pick it up. Jordan I will respectfully give
1: you the final word my friend and I will let you go. Thanks. Um yeah, I mean likewise I really enjoy talking to you and it's been awesome keeping in touch and becoming friends. I appreciate yes. it and yeah, I look forward to next time that we yep. can do this.
0: Jordan I will definitely you have my word. I will bring you back again. Again, I key to advancing future will be out uh, by the time people hear this, please check it out. It is an amazing it really takes you on a journey it's like you said it's true to form but it also you know goes down a couple paths but it all ends up at the same place at the end Um, I appreciate your work and thanks for indulging me as we go off on tangents like all my interviews always are yeah likewise (laughs) my friend I love the time please during these times with the pandemic always up and down up and down be safe and always keep me plugged into what you're doing my my friend. We'll do. Okay, bye. Well, yeah.